Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Good evening and a warm welcome to Joy 99.7 FM and to the virtual university. We call it Springboard because something you hear tonight could literally catapult or project you to a brand new level in your life. My name is Albert Okran and from now till you graduate at 8 p.m., please stay tuned because your personal value will just shoot up. Helping me serve you tonight are my virtual academic board comprising the Registrar Comfort with Matthew Amos and Ignatius right here in Joy 99.7 FM. This evening, before we settle down to our session, let me give you some good news because in response to your requests, we've just set up a dedicated Facebook page for Springboard, the virtual university. And that is where we would launch all our promotions starting from tonight and also post the details of our lecture. So we have some juicy tidbits for you tonight. And so please take time to like the Facebook page, Springboard, the virtual university. Just one click away and you will get loads and tons of information. Let's make radio that educational platform that we all desire. Tonight, we continue our search for the secret behind change makers. Our focus tonight is on the power of influence. What makes some people so influential? Why are some people remembered long, remembered and celebrated long after they are gone? Is it the place of their birth? the circumstances of their lives, their education, relationships, the timing, their achievements, or are they simply just lucky? Professor Robert Ibohingson of the University of Ghana is here with us tonight, and he will help us explore the subject of influence. Well, is there someone you look up to, and what is the reason? Is it one of the ones you just shared, or there is some other reason? For you listening out there tonight, if there is someone you look up to, ask yourself why you look up to that person. Why do you call that person a role model? And if you can find a reason, share that reason with us on Facebook by just liking and posting it on Springboard, the virtual university, or sending it by text on 1422 across the various telephone networks. You may also want to post it on WhatsApp 0244340437. Why do you look up to the one you call your role model? What is it about them that makes you look up to them? Later in the program, in our Ten Commandments segment, I'll be sharing with you ten lessons on leadership, marketing, and project management from the Bankun Aite Powers Saga. The two boxes will not be in the studios tonight, but the lessons will be instructive for individuals, for brands, for organizations, and who knows, something you pick tonight could turn things around for you. So we'll find out about the leadership lessons, the marketing lessons, and even the keys in project management from the Bukum Banku Aiti Powers saga. So let's start with our scripture for today, and it's on the subject of influence. And so give me the chapter and the book that this verse comes from on Springboard, the Virtual University Facebook page. And I'm going to give the first person who sends the right Bible verse a copy of our book, The Lord, Madiba, and the Eagle, which is about leadership and influence. And here comes your Bible verse. It says, and I quote, And besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. Where can this verse be found? 
Bible we're talking about idle people, gossips, and busybodies. If you know where that verse is, just post on Facebook at Springboard the Virtual University. And I'll be happy to let the whole world know that you are the winner and also reward you with a copy of the book, The Lord Madiba and the Eagle. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar committed to raising the new generation of African leaders and executives using the platform of human capital development. The broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your number one choice for world-class corporate training and your superstation, Joy 99.7 FM. Talking about corporate training, I'm going to tell you later in the program why you must not miss out on our scheduled training for the month of June. Springboard is also supported or, or sponsored by the kind courtesy of Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. And so tonight on Springboard, the virtual university, you're talking about influence. The dictionary defines influence as the capacity to have an impact or effect on the character, development, and behavior of someone or something. I don't know if this captures what we want to talk about enough, but I know somebody who knows. And let me remind you that later in the program, it will be the lessons from Banku and Powers. But tonight I have a good friend of mine, a good friend of Springboard. I, I, I said to him off air that... If I, want, if I wanted to call it the top 10 people that I've interviewed about over the past six years, he will feature in that list because he's somebody who always brings something very special to Springboard Your Virtual University. He's a good friend of the show, and he is Professor Robert Ebohinson. Bob, good evening and welcome to Springboard. Good evening. It's always good to see you. It's a pleasure to be here. But I'm very sure that introduction, my influence has expanded. In fact, you must record it and put it on, 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 on YouTube. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> You know, I guess it's a good thing to start with. Congratulations. I know you, you just picked up a second doctorate degree. Thank and you, so, sir. Thank so you. in the olden times, they'd have called you Dr. Doctor. The Germans still would have called me Dr. <laughs> I'm in Ghana, so I work with <laughs> Professor. Works very well. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. So it's good to see you as always. Good to see you, sir. And so let's talk about influence, a subject that is seem, seemingly simple but all-encompassing. And let's yeah. start by, by the purpose. In the context of leadership, why should we be interested in a subject like influence? What really is it and why should it be of interest to us? Well, you know, um, the famous Jabez prayer in the Bible where he prayed for his coast to be enlarged. And you'd wonder in the scheme of things that why was that a very important prayer to pray? Because influence is one of the most important fluids in the engine of a car that's on the road to success. So indeed, if you are low on influence, money is limited, um, knowledge is limited, and you can't, to my mind, reach your fullest potential. If you take ministry, why do pastors want to influence people for Christ? Because they have a specific mission as a power of influence that leads them to get a kind of converts to save souls for the kingdom. Why do you need influence in business? Because without influence, you're not going to get the kind of um, brand advocates you need in order to improve your bottom line and to run a profitable operation. Why do you need influence in social matters? Because it's influence that brings the level of cohesion and a certain direction that brings fruits to different people of different tribes. Now, influence is essentially the power to change or affect someone or something or the power to cause changes without directly um, forcing things to happen. Now, when I think of influence, I think of a sales lecture where, for instance, I'm explaining to people that in order to have sales success, you must understand the profiles of those who are your prospects. So we have people we call analytics. There are those we call expressives. And you need to tailor your sales approach in order to match the social profile that you are encountering in the sales situation. 
It's the same with influencing. You need to be able to convert what we call the influencing target in the direction of the person who's the influencing agent. So if you don't manage the, the relationship between the agent and the target properly, you will not achieve success from an influencing standpoint. Now there are two okay, so there are two broad ways by which you can achieve positive influences. We have what we call the rational approaches and then we have what we call social approaches. If if you you permit me, I'll take a minute to go through some of them. If you take the rational approaches, we have what we call um, logical persuading, and then we have legitimizing, we have exchanging, and then we have stating. In the context of logical persuading, what you try to do essentially is that you use logic to explain what you believe or what you want, and then in the scheme of things, your influencing target is supposed to understand the logic and run with your vision. When it comes to legitimizing you appeal to authority so by virtue of the fact that um head of department i set a vision for the department and all the department members are supposed to follow that vision the only problem with uh, legitimizing is that sometimes people can uh, not respond positively if in setting the vision agenda are not very clear on what it is that they'll benefit from if they bought into it. Right. Then let, me, let me just quickly pick you up on that because of course. you just stayed up. And by the way, for those who just heard him mention the Jabez prayer yeah. and you're trying to locate it, it's in First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10 Absolutely. in the Bible where Jabez prayed and said th- that the Lord should expand his coast. So you can, right. you can note it down for future reference. But Absolutely. just come to the issue of legitimizing versus... The first one was logical persuading. Logical persuading and legitimizing. Yes. Some argue that the moment you need to remind somebody that you are in charge, the moment that somebody tells his spouse that I am the head of the house, yes. or somebody says, do this because I am the head of the department, yes. it is argued that your influence is lost. And yes. some even tie it to the to the notion that the, the form of... Of, of motivation that relies on coercion and punishment is not is not um, is not enduring. Absolutely. Even the one that relies on reward is not enduring. It's Absolutely. the one that relies on growth, Absolutely. where people see the vision and they see this is the way. If you walk in it, we will become somebody's. And, and it's that kind of, of of influence that endures. What will be your reaction to that? Well, I'll have a mixed reaction to that. I think that, like you spoke to it, the. Influencing approaches that have the greatest currency are the ones that get team members to understand that in achieving personal growth, they achieve corporate growth. Right. So, so congruence. Absolutely. So there's an organic link between personal growth and corporate growth. But you see, Albert, you know uh, the Sinchi consensus. Is right. that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, so I was listening to the 22-point Sinchi consensus, and there was one that totally blew my mind, the one that called for a crusade in management and labor productivity through the application of service charters. As I heard it, I was enthralled because, you know, I'm one of the greatest champions of service excellence right. and I go on and on and on. And I was thinking in the scheme of things, if you have a public sector that has service charters, more than the service charters is the compliance that will bring the much-touted labor productivity. So I was wondering the scheme of things, whether the same crowd had worked out key modalities for influencing these public sector players to actually live by the service charters. And, I mean, in that sort of scenario, I'm wondering whether we can get everybody in Ghana's public sector to understand that their personal growth equates Ghana's national development. I think you'd have to have a mix of approaches in dealing with the particular, you know, same principle. You'd have to 
sort of lay down the rules and explain that whilst personal growth will lead to corporate development, if there are clear deviance as well, there are clear sanctions and we will apply them so we get a certain type of unidirection which will bring prof- profitability. Right. Yeah. It's 18 minutes past the hour of seven. Those are the introductory thoughts of my guest, Professor Robert Ebohinson, as we, we look at the issue of influence and we are looking at what, what, what approach to influencing is more effective. But let's look at even people who become influential. There are people who live their lives and die and nobody remembers them. But there are people who come on the scene and just seem to just take the whole world by storm. What is it that makes people um, remembered and celebrated long after they've gone? Is it the way they are born, the place of their birth? Is it their circumstances, their education? Is it the relationships they form? Is it the timing or era in which they find themselves? Is it the achievements or are just are people just simply lucky? What makes people influential in your opinion, sir? I think um, part of what makes people influential are some of the peculiar characteristics you've spoken to. But more than that, I think there are some clear characteristics of those who are terribly influential. I think one of the first things I would speak to is the fact that they are excessively disciplined. They have a peculiar calling or course, and they have a way of fiercely, you know, sort of uh, being devoted to it and following through with it in a way that attracts people to them and attracts people to their cause. So they are very unique, and they have these identifiable characteristics born out of a certain disciplined approach to life. I think also they have what you call clear disciples or advocates. The reason why you die and nobody remembers is that you didn't speak into anybody's life, you didn't grow anybody, you didn't have anybody who refers to you as a testament of how they succeeded or how they achieved anything spectacular. Influential people typically have national or global appeal as well. Those who are very influential are not influential in their homes alone. They are influential far beyond the sphere of their immediate environs and their visions transcend their immediate families or communities. They also have the passion and ability to inspire. They usually have a clear set of values. They are people who are selfless and accept others. And I think the most defining characteristic of those who are influential is that they have this amazing capacity to overcome obstacles. They just stick to it and they produce a certain certain special effect which gets people to follow them and remember them when they are alive and then long after they are gone. It is 20 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock on Springboard, your your virtual university. I almost said a national university, but this is a global university <laughs> okay. by, by every standard. An influential global university. In, indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Right. And so we've been talking about what makes people stand out. And among other things, Professor Hinson has, has mentioned a disciplined approach to life. They also have brand advocates, people who look up to them. They have global or national appeal. That means that they go beyond their immediate environs. He's mentioned that they have strong personal values. And above all, he's mentioned that these are people who have found a way to overcome obstacles. Whatever you want to do in life, if you are easily discouraged by the things that confront you, you can never become influential. You must find a way to overcome the obstacles that you face. But let me push you to the wall and see if in your own life, if you can identify three people that, not in any particular order, three people that come to your mind when you think about influential in your life. Let's test whether they have these attributes that you are, you are, you are mentioning. Just mention of the cuff. Three people that are influential in your life. Apart, okay. from, apart from Duchess. Oh, okay. The three people who are influential <laughs> in my life are people who uh, chair the personal board of directors. I operate in my own life. I have a, an academic board of directors. 
I have a spiritual board of directors, and I have a professional board of directors. The guy who chairs the academic board of directors is called Kevin Eber. He works at Berbeck College in London. He, 10 years ago, gave me ideas on how to become a good scholar, what sort of research themes I should focus on. And 10 years later, he's, he, he, it's been spectacular how much I've grown. And anytime I do something noteworthy, I send him an email. And whatever response I get, he always adds onward and upward, onward and upward. And you don't know how that lifts me off wherever chance is it on into the stratosphere, onward and upward. And I just stay with Kevin. He's not just somebody who speaks into my life, but I follow his progress as well. So when I see all the world class journals in which he publishes his World Bank stints, his movement from Strathclyde to Berber College, I sort of know that as I keep following him, I'll get better and better and better at the job. Professionally, I there's a 74 year old, 70 plus year old old Achimotan called Dr. Folson. He is somebody who speaks into my life regularly as well. And spiritually, I look up to Bishop E.A.T. Sakiano. I think he's a spectacular person. And we keep chatting and chatting and chatting about anything and everything that affects me. So these are people I look up to and who... But the critical thing is, more than just influencers, I have constant communion with these guys. That, right. That's the way to keep sharp. You need somebody who consistently advises you and speaks into your life on a multiplicity of issues. Absolutely key. Listening to you talk about these three people, Kevin, um, Dr. Folson, and then Bishop E.A.T. Saki, yeah. I, I, I can notice from my own perspective as one a deep sense of respect no question from you no question. i also notice that you look up to them with with with, with keen interest totally. and you do not just take what they say you see what they live absolutely and so what they live becomes a confirmation absolutely of what they see i would have abandoned them long ago if absolutely and i and i get a sense robert <laughs> what, what you are seeing in effect is that even without speaking, they speak to you. Absolutely right, and Absolutely. And, and a word, a word from them is is taken as not just ordinary words, not but you go all. out of your way to ensure that Absolutely. you are accountable to these. People. And I actually report back on my progress after they send the words to me. That's the accountability I'm talking about. Absolutely. Would you say that is a common thing that we find among people? I mean, you've mentioned that you you can you can attest to a significant progress in your career. Um, influenced among other things by the, these people that you call great influencers in your life Absolutely. and you've identified three clear parts for them to guide you on Absolutely. would you say that this is something that you see in the life of, of people around this part of the or, or generally do you see people applying these principles in their lives in a deliberate way in which you've described it well those who are close to me who are also extremely successful i know have these sorts of mentors and influencers they also look up to I have colleagues who don't take any step without speaking to a peculiar man of God, for instance. In fact, this morning, let me give you an example. I was praying two weeks ago about something, and I was asking God for a sign to confirm whether or not to do it. A few hours later, I got a first sign. Today, in chat with Bishop Saki, he said something. He said to me, I said, I want to do this. Oh, I also did this about six weeks ago. I was like, okay, wow. I didn't tell him that. The fact that he said I did this six weeks ago confirmed the fact that, well, then I'm certainly going to do it as well. So I think that to a large extent, those who are doing very well have people who speak into their lives. I have, I see a worrying trend where people want to do well, but are not quite prepared to commit to the discipline of having somebody who can prune them, who can scold them, and who can speak directly into their lives without them taking offense. That for me is a more worrying, pervasive phenomenon than what I just described. And I see that 
various levels. Very, very troubling for me. It, it, it is a beautiful thing to rise to the level, as a level in life that people see you as accomplished and still be able to submit to somebody as a greater authority Absolutely. In, in your life. But let, let me swing to the reverse, the reverse of this, because we've talked about the positive part. First Corinthians 15.33 says, evil communication or bad company corrupts good morals. Would you say also that there is a reverse of what you just described, that there, there's a correlation between the people that you hang around on the negative side and your own progress? Oh, I think that one is, is even more true than what I've discussed so far. Because, look, you're married, and every evening you come and discuss with your husband 272 problems your friends are having in their marriages, and that's what preoccupies you more than anything else. It's very unlikely your marriage will succeed yourself, because as you keep feeding your spirit with these sorts of things, soon you'll be in a position where you're helpless, and then you find that you are beginning to do what you hear. Mm. And what you hear affects you tremendously. You need to guard what you hear very, very carefully if you are going to succeed at a certain level. You must consciously cut out certain things, consciously refuse to listen to certain things in order to build a certain formidable outlook in the way you... Everybody encounters obstacles one way or the other. But more often than not, is the quality of the relationships, the quality of the stakeholders in your social and professional network and in your spiritual network, that will eventually determine whether or not you succeed. So if you have those who are not succeeding themselves, those who are having gargantuan problems, those who discourage you incessantly, it's impossible that you do very well. Let me let me crave your indulgence. <clears throat> I beg your pardon. Let me crave your indulgence. We have something called the SMS Academy. And I think this month we probably are on our finest role ever since we started the Academy a couple of years ago. And the yes, Academy sir. is simply wonderful people all over the country yes, sir. who just... We, we keep in touch with we send them we send them a message every day okay. we call it an academy because listen little by little yes. you can gain knowledge and you can transform your Absolutely. life and this month we are looking at the principles of work okay and let me just show you monday's message just to confirm what you just said if you can Absolutely. read it for me i, I mean work, number 12 that was monday the 12th okay and so just um, read the principle principle of replication right the picture you consistently look at or reproduce in your life. See pictures of success and you work for it. Absolutely. Amen, amen. Absolutely. <laughs> amen, amen. Absolutely. When, 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 when you talk about the fact that the kinds of engagement, the kinds of discussion that you have, the kind of things you talk about consistently, it affects will you. reproduce itself in it your life. It affects you. Just could, I just couldn't help but go to the SMS Academy and borrow one of the, of the messages. I'm and happy you, you did. You just confirmed it. And by the way, if you're not on the Academy, it's something that you, you, sh you seriously should consider because Absolutely. our lives are built step by step, precept upon precept. Absolutely. Right. Let's talk about the, the length of time it takes to influence people. Yes. And so must a person be in your life for a long time to influence you or have you in your own life met somebody just briefly but the impact was so strong that it stayed with you all your life? Uh, the the former more than, more than the latter. I've met a few people who have instantly changed my life but I found by experience usually that it's good to keep people around for a long time. Right. And the effect is more profound. In 2004, for instance, I had the rare privilege of being given an opportunity by a peculiar managing director of a bank. He's still managing director today. And from that time, the next time I got work from his bank was only this year, 10 years later. By the time, he's been phenomenal in still encouraging me and advising me. And it's so useful because you, you don't always have to have some tangible benefit from a mentor 
but just having him around is some comfort that if there are issues that need to be discussed, you can always revert. So I think the longer someone stays around you, the more profound the effect will be on you. I've learned that by experience. Right. Yes. But, but there are, are exceptional instances. Oh, there are, where you meet somebody and they absolutely change your life. Absolutely. Let me give you an example in my, my own life. And yes. so uh, earlier in my life, when we were running our very first business, and we had some difficulty, but we had, um, I, 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 I had this knack for speaking. Absolutely. I met this friend of mine, a medical doctor. I've, I've not seen him for several years, and I don't even know if he knows what he did. Absolutely. But he said to me, and we were talking about making progress in our lives, different things, and he said to me, you have an awesome gift of speaking, and That's I think right. if you develop this, it could really, really become a career-defining gift for you. Absolutely. At that time, I was just thinking of how to, to save my business that needed, <laughs> that needed to survive. Absolutely. But, but he, was, he went on and on, and he, he went further to encourage me to buy a set of motivational tapes there that he go. had. There, was no, there were no CDs at the time. He said I should buy a set of motivational uh, tapes and an, an accompanying workbook and it would it would help me on the on the path and i recalled at the time he said it was going to cost me 150 dollars for that six pack tip and i oh. said you must be joking no. this man needs money <laughs> to survive and to look after his, his brand new wife he just married absolutely but he kept insisting and i could see from his eyes that it wasn't just about making money off me for those tips it was yes. somebody who genuinely wanted to point you to a new path in absolutely. your life here absolutely. i am several years later probably 20 years later and till today, I know that that brief encounter redefined my whole career. Absolutely. And I cannot say thank you enough to a person like that. Absolutely. This is, this is one encounter that points you to your whole future. Absolutely. So, so Bob, I, I guess that whilst it, it is true that in the broader scheme of things, trust, which is essential for influence, and, and, then, and then continuous engagement is paramount. Absolutely. There will be instances oh, where... I agree one encounter leaves you with, with something phenomenal you know, that changes your life. In the Kevin Eber example, he told me right. in 2004, I should follow internet, e-business, e-commerce. And when I started my academic career, those were the things I was focusing on from a research standpoint. Um, the second doctorate you spoke about had to do with internet, e-business, e-commerce. So yes, that was a defining moment as well. I guess my blessing, which differs a bit from yours, is that Kevin has stayed. Maybe right. the medical doctor moved on, but Kevin has stayed. And for me, Kevin also was a watershed moment in my life. I Absolutely. totally agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. It is 32 minutes past the hour of seven, and this is Springboard, your virtual university. This is an authoritative platform where we provide you a, a curriculum, a syllabus of deliberately taught through themes and subjects that is designed to bring out the very best in you. Our aim is very simple, to raise a new generation of African leaders and executives using this very simple platform, radio and human capital development. It's brought to you by Joy 99.7 FM, working very hard with Legacy and Legacy, your number one choice for world-class corporate training. And it's indeed Joy 99.7 FM, your superstation, your channel of blessing and the place of great inspiration. And my name is Reverend Albert Okran, bringing you Springboard, the virtual university. And before I went, I, I went, I went on the break. I was celebrating my roommate, and, and Robert just signaled me that he must celebrate somebody who's been in his, his life for an equally long period. Rob, Robert, who are you thinking about? Yeah, Joshua. He's the vice dean of the business school, and I've been with him. Please for mention the full name. We don't Joshua, Joshua Naba, Indinaba Abo. Very interesting name, and I've been with him since. 94. So there's 20 years now when we went first year together in Legon. We we went to Sambus together to do National Service at the third degree. Joined Legon the same day. We've been together for a long time. Um, our relationship hasn't always been 
smooth, he's been rocky at times, but he's been a natural inspiration. Spirit-filled brother, and he's the best testament of iron sharpening iron. Mm. And a man's countenance sharpener that was on to celebrate him and his wife part in their beautiful family. God bless them. Right, all. so Joshua, this is for you from, from Robert this evening on Springboard, your virtual university. And just to remind you that earlier on I posted or I asked you to give me the Bible verse. And once again, Arison Elam. Arison seems to have a way of finding Bible verses very quickly. The verse was First Timothy chapter 5, verse 13. And it says, Besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. And Arison gets to win himself a copy of the book, The Lord, Madiba, and the Eagle. And Arison gets in touch with Matthew, and he will gladly send you your copy. Also on social media, many people are asking, how do they find or get themselves to be on the SMS Academy will join thousands of other Ghanaians who are working their way up the ladder of life by just sending the word springboard. Springboard is one word. S-P-R-I-N-G-B-O-A-R-D. Just text the word springboard to 1984 if you are on MTN or Airtel. If you are on Tigo, text the word springboard to 1985. So if it's MTN or Airtel, just text springboard to 1984 and if you're on Tigo, just text Springboard to 1985. I must inform you that it would cost you 10 Ghana pesos a day. But for the cost of 36 CDs a year, I am sure that the investment in your life will be absolutely phenomenal. So let me just drop that whilst we talk about it. Um, I would also like to mention an upcoming program on proposal and report writing i've asked five different ceos to tell me the thing that frustrates them the most among their staff and this was in the top three that people that they employ with university degrees cannot write cannot write cannot write proposals it's amazing and, and cannot write reports it's amazing they, they talk about it with such pain it's amazing robert and so look it, it's not yesterday a, let me let, let me take this will blow your mind i was reviewing an assignment submitted by an MBA student. This lady had not only copied and pasted, she had actually left the links in the work. I, I was mortified. So that when you click, it takes you to Wikipedia. And I'm like, ah, you work for a financial services firm. Hello? If you don't have the kind of writing and oral presentation skills that makes you become a better professional, how do you leverage the degree when we award it to you in order to add more value to the firm? I, I totally feel their pain, and I make it my job to try and explain that there are two things you do if you are going to succeed brutally in work. You must write to amaze people, and when you speak, people should be influenced in the direction of your ideas. If you can't master those two skills, Forget the MBA it. will not help you. Forget it. <laughs> and, 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 and not only are they, are they consistently complaining about this, they are saying that people pass their work back to their superiors because let, they literally let you write the whole thing again when, it's when, amazing. when, when you give them work to do. It's and so based on the number of CEOs who have made this particular appeal, we are putting together a, a workshop for writing proposal and report writing if you want to move up in your career there is absolutely no reason why you should not be on this workshop it's a two-day workshop 9 a.m till 4 p.m on wednesday the 4th 
and Thursday the 5th of June. Please sign up to be on these two, uh, on the program on these two days. And by the time you leave, you will be able to satisfy your superiors, not just in terms of proposal writing, but also report writing. You're asking for sponsorship, you're asking for partnership, and you're required to write some basic proposals, and you don't know how to go about them. These are serious things. And if you're a company listening out there, you have some executives who have a bright future, but you also admit that they need help in these areas. Please call us on this number, and we'll be happy to make it possible for your executives to attend. Just call 244 359393 or write down the second number 0544 315164. Just call call and we would actually come over to you and facilitate the process. If you want to send an email, send the email to info at legacyandlegacy.com.gh and the end is not ampersand, it's 4AND info at legacyandlegacy.com.gh. The dates are Wednesday the 4th. And Thursday, the 5th of June, is a whole day from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. And so tonight, we're talking about influence. And in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to bring you my 10 principles or 10 lessons from the Banku and Aite Power Saga. They will blow your mind, I assure you of that. But before that, let me just ask um, my guest, Professor Ebo Hinson, um, about the length of time, the scope. Can influence be sustained forever? Oh, absolutely, it can. I mean, you remember that one of the basic tenets I mentioned of people who are tremendous influencers is that they have fantastic self-discipline. And discipline drives your output. So if you keep the same discipline, then your output levels, chances are that they will never wane. And interestingly for influencers, success begets success. So if you take a ministry that started in a canteen in Kolebu and has... 15,500 branches today, you see that the vision goes far beyond the guy who originated the, 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 the idea. So the influence lasts not because the person is alive or dead, but because the person's vision is carried on and translated through several others. That's the kind of way in which you can etch your, your, your name or your brand in history. You have to let the vision go outside of you. And with that replicability principle you just spoke about, right. if you have a thousand people who are disciples of the original vision, there's no way your name will ever be lost in history. It's not possible. Let me let me conclude by asking you asking you what are the things that would make sometimes would make the influence win? Well, in discipline, falling into disrepute, losing your focus, um, um uh, not be able to connect again with your brand advocates, giving confusing signals to your brand advocates. I mean, those who are tremendous influencers are usually known for certain peculiar things. So if at a point the the, the, the brand signal that emanate from the influencer begin to get crossed, then your influence will begin to go down and soon you may not be relevant anymore. So indiscipline will hurt you, uh, mixed signals will hurt you. And those are some of the issues to critically watch out for. Right. I'm going to roll out my 10 lessons in leadership, marketing, and project management from the Bukum Banku Aite Power Saga. And so that is our 10 commandments segment on Springboard, the virtual university. And, and Robert, it's interesting how we created a segment a couple of months ago, and it has become, for some people, the key reason why they just tune in, because we just give them some carryaways. It, Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's, it's beginning to be something that people just look out for. And so for those of you who love it, this, here, here we go. Our 10 commandments segment today features... 
10 lessons in leadership, marketing, and project management from the Bangkok Powers Saga. The first one is that one person or event can revive a whole industry. Absolutely. Um, James Abel White and a number of others have shown us that when one person gets it right, it can light up an entire industry that has gone dormant. And it's amazing that after this fight, all the discussion is about how the fight and the interest shown can revive boxing in Ghana. Okay. Number two, you will need additional or ancillary skills beyond your main business. A brand thrives not just on the primary, but also on the additional skills, competencies, and features. And it's obvious that the rapping, the dancing, the mango hairstyle, and all the other things contributed to the thrill of the fight. Yes. The third point is about massive hype. Now, tagging the fight, Judgment Day, and the litany of arguments, the threats, and the withdrawal antics somehow garnered widespread public interest. It, the undefeated Bukum Banku was undoubtedly the main attraction, but Aite Powers contributed significantly to the hype. A few people knew about him before the fight, but he was a man with a record of 18 wins and as many as 24 losses. And yet, his confident posturing convinced many people of his prospects. So the third point is about massive hype. The fourth one is that humor attracts. Humor attracts. The two fighters provided lots of interesting sound bites for the public. And the ability to arouse public interest with a tint of humor is was, always... He said he was overweight. You would have beat him otherwise. <laughs> what can come, can come. <laughs> it was just amazing how humor played a role. The fifth one is about the power of the media. Don't underplay the power of the media. I mean, all forms of media, mm-hmm. social, um, traditional media. The media created massive public interest by granting considerable mileage to all the twists and turns. And this kept people informed and carried them all the way along with the, with, with the fight as it built up. The sixth one is that leadership is key. Mm. At crucial times in the whole saga, there was a great need for a high level of leadership. And the Ghana Boxing Authority demonstrated that by threatening to ban the boxers when the threats of boycotts were becoming one too many. Also, at the very last minute, when there was a threat to cancel the fight because of the traditional ban, the President Peter Zuenis took a firm stance, and when he did what was needful, the fight proceeded, and that is commendable. The seventh one is diverse interest. The seventh principle is the principle of diverse interest. Apart from the packed stadium, there was considerable viewership on super sport and across the world yeah. on various online links. The yeah, level of discussion on social media was unprecedented. And people followed the fight for different reasons. Some watched for the boxing, several others for the drama, some wanted to hear the interviews, and some even watched to see whether there would be a last-minute withdrawal. <laughs> now, one of even when the boxers entered the ring, some people believed that it was possible what one would withdraw. Yeah. And so, when they started the fight, one person, one such person, wrote on Facebook, "So, are they really fighting?" And that spoke about the fact that people expected drama all the way to the end. Number eight, focus on your core competence. I mean, you can do all the antics, but when all is said and done, when the bell sounds, your core competence is key. Absolutely. And so. The point number eight is focus on your core competence. One of the finest lessons about the fight was that after all the jesting and humor, when they entered the ring, Banku stayed focused throughout the 12 rounds and sold his boxing skills to the public. Many people did not think he was that good a boxer. I was overweight. He was overweight, but <laughs> listen, the guy fought. And people liked the fact that he stayed focused throughout the fight. Yeah. They felt that, that that was not the case for his opponent. The ninth point 
about the fight and the issues surrounding it is that quality organization has no substitute. Absolutely. I mean, the fight promoters, the sponsors and the stakeholders must be commended for going the extra mile to bring us up to speed with, with international standards, bringing the ring the ring and the gloves from South Africa and setting world 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 high level standards in in, in in several ways was commendable. I must say that the, the level of the quality of commentary left a lot to be desired, but they made up for it by bringing a credible array of celebrities and former champions. That was just beautiful, seeing the DK Poisons, the Azuma Nelsons, and all of them. The tenth and final lesson on leadership, branding, marketing, and project management from the Banku Power Saga is a small negative, and that is the negative impact of uncertainty on corporate sponsorship. In spite of the presence of super sport and, and very huge global presence of the fight, I do not think that they garnered enough corporate sponsorship. Mm. And the lesson is simple. Individuals coming to watch a boxing match can take two days to decide. Yeah. But the marketing director trying to convince the board needs clarity needs time and needs consistency and certainty to be able to make a corporate decision. And this on, off, on, off, on, often, no matter what you tell me, did not help. I think they've repented. Did not help the brand. And so whilst I would mention the things that did very well, there's also one lesson to carry away. And so if if you want to find these top 10 lessons on the Banku Powers saga, you know where to go. It's very simple. Go to Springboard, the virtual university on Facebook. The 10 lessons are all posted right there and you can get them, you can copy them, you can debate them. Let's have a discussion. Do you agree with them? Do you disagree with them? But that's about influence and we're having this discussion right here on Joy 99.75. I'm going to give a minute to Professor Hinson to comment on which of these lessons hits you off the cuff. I know you're not writing them, but which one of them stays in your mind immediately and then you can open the phone lines and let's see. The issue of core competencies. Core competencies. Yeah, core competencies. Right. I really believe in that. I right. think that... Uh, if you are going to be exemplary, you need to play to your strengths all the time. So that's the one that really grabs me. Focus uh, on your core competence. Ancillaries are important, but when all is said and done, what they pay for is the core competence. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So our core competence on Springboard is to, uh, is to open the phone line so you can call in and let's talk. 030-221-6541. 221-6541. Call into the show. Let's talk. Do you want to talk about the principle of influence? Do you want to comment on the leadership lessons from the Banku Power Saga? Listen, it's an open evening it's your show let's talk have you learned something tonight what are you carrying away from this show call into the show let's talk zero three zero two two one six five four one hello good evening hello good evening good evening and your name please steven, from steven what is your career away from this tonight's program well i think to have um influence you have to be disciplined and you have to be true to yourself. And what you do in secret must be in line what to do in public. And that if you prove to be fake, at the end of the day, you can have the influence, but at time and people will discover that you are not who you are, and so your influence will fade at the end of the day. Right, Stephen, thank you very much. I believe with all my heart that people who are influential don't really set out to be influential. They do what they do. <clears throat> I beg your pardon. They do what they do, what they love, and then people respond accordingly. Thank you, Stephen. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name, where are you calling from, please? My name is William. I'm calling from Pukwasi. William, what are you carrying away tonight from the show? Um, I just want to thank you for the opportunity, and I want to talk to Mr. Professor Henson. Please go ahead. Well, 
Hi, William. Hi, hi, William. <laughs> this is the gentleman you handed over to as SRC president, Nachimoto. Hey, a bingo. How are you keeping, sir? Good to hear from you. <laughs> William, you didn't say you were a bingo. You said you were William. <laughs> oh, man. Good to hear from you. I'm very much impressed with your submission. I just want to say congratulations and may God bless you. That's what I have to say for tonight. God bless you too, William. Good to hear from you. We'll talk later. Yes. Bless you, William. The number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening, sir. Good evening, sir. How are you? By God's grace, I can't complain. Wonderful. Give me one or two thoughts that you are carrying away from this program tonight. Um, wow, so many thoughts. Um, but I actually called because I wanted to um, ask if um, you could do something about the timing of some of these your seminars. Um, for example, if if um, you, you said um, a lot of employees have um, problems with people writing reports and proposals, but if it's held on a Wednesday and a Thursday, most of those people will be at work. So if something can be done about that, if it can be held on a weekend or something, I'm sure it would help and a lot of people will be able to attend. Because a lot of these employees or employers <laughs> will not be allowing their workers to attend these things. Let me respectfully disagree with you and say that employers Uh even love it when you do programs during working hours because they see it as being so critical that they actually would let their staff go for the two days and come back sharpened. But we have other programs that we hold on evenings and weekends. So just send us email info at legacyandlegacy.com.gh and we'll be happy to let you know info at legacyandlegacy.com.gh. Thank you very much. Let me take the last caller. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Your name and where you calling from, please? Yeah, I'm Emmanuel, calling from Atema. Emmanuel, what do you want to influence us with tonight? What are your thoughts? Okay, first of all, I think when Prof said that he has uh, an academic, uh, mentor, spiritual, and uh, professional, something that really excites me that all of us, we need to have people like that in our life. Right. But also talking about the Banku fight, I think... I see Banku more of a local champion. I think he also did not fight well. Right. If you are overweight, all this comes back to our businesses. When people, businesses are doing well and they're unable to start competition from the outside because they don't have competitors in our environment. So I think we should also focus, think uh, globally as well. We should always be prepared to compete with the external market. Now he has to fight at the ending of this month. I am not convinced that he will do it because overweight, Looking at the way he fought, I think that was a very, very horrible record to me. I think you need to work harder. Thank you very much. So you're talking about principle number 11 being compliance. And so I would add it to my, my list. Principle number 11 is compliance. All right. So we will bring down the curtain on the phone calls. Let me give Professor Hinson the, the chance to give us his closing thoughts on this, on this discussion about influence. What, what would you like us to carry away, Bob? I, I was hoping we would have discussed qualities of good role models. So let me just do three or four and then we can close. Right. I think that we need a lot of role models in this country at various right. levels and right. I think some of the key characteristics of those sorts of people will be a willingness to share skills, knowledge, expertise and you know, willingness to take active interest in the lives of mentees. So I think we, we should be creating systems that create more role models so this country can 
and do well after the Sinchi consensus. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Thank you. I like the smile on your face when you talk about Sinchi. All right. So this has been this has been Springboard, your virtual university. I've loved every minute of it. We've been talking about the power of influence and trying to establish the fact that some people, without trying to force other people, can challenge them to rise to the occasion, to become the best that they can be, or to follow a particular course of action that often ends up being beneficial. We've also said that when you hang around the wrong people or you listen to the wrong kinds of conversations, they would ultimately um, cause you to go backwards or to slide um, into disrepair. We've also looked at what are the enablers of influence, what are the things that ensure that a person is influential. We've looked at the discipline, we've looked at the fact that they have strong values and they have a, an ability to overcome adversity among others. Some of these thoughts are pasted on our, our page at Springboard the Virtual University. Just go ahead and like that page and then you can get some thoughts about how to become the best you. On behalf of Comfort, Ignatius, Matthew and Amos, I want to say thank you for being with us today and we look forward to having you again in another invigorating discussion next week. Thank you to Professor, or if I may say in the German way, Dr. Dr. Robert Hinson for being with us tonight. In the meantime, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 nine. Zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,